Hello, good morning, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And our topic for today is, There is Hope, He Forgives. Now, of course, as always, before we jump into the word, we will start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, Father God, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you that you are so loving, that you're so merciful, that you're so forgiving and kind. Father God, that no matter what we do or where we go, we cannot outrun your love. We want to thank you, Father God, that before we even knew we needed forgiveness, you sent your son to die on Calvary's cross, that we would be able to approach your throne, repent of our sins and receive forgiveness. Today, Father God, as you forgive us, we continue to choose to forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask you, Father God, that your will be done here and now in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. And our topic is, There is Hope, He Forgives. Now for the past two weeks, we went through Revelations 15 verse 22. And we looked at all the people that will be on the outside of the gates of heaven. Now, a lot of these people that we looked at, the reference according to the word, it obviously had to do with sins. A lot of these sins, some of them were sexual, some of them were idolatry, some of them were being proud. We, we went through a lot of that, the breakdown of Revelation 15, 22, so that we could better understand what the scripture means when it talks about the people that will be on the outside of the gates of heaven. Now, guys, we all sin every single last one of us. And if you think you're not sinning, I remember my pastor always saying this years ago, if you say you're not sinning, you're already sinning because you are lying. So it's just very important for us to understand that none of us are perfect and we all fall short of God's glory. We sin when we say we're not sinning, we are sinning. So therefore, we need to have an understanding that we have to be able to, first of all, acknowledge the fact that we have sinned and then go before our heavenly father and repent, ask him for forgiveness and turn away from the very thing that trips us up and causes us to sin. Now, Before I even get into the word, I literally am remembering something from Sunday. So Sunday I went to church and the pastor talked about sexual immorality. And it was just a part of the topic. But when he spoke about sexual immorality, he gave a story that I think is absolutely awesome. And that is my pastor, Doug Saunders from Calvary Chapel. He gave a story about well, he didn't give a story. He spoke of the Bible story of Joseph and how Potiphar's wife tried to sexually assault this man because that's exactly what she tried to do. She threw herself at him. He said no. And so when he said no, she grabbed him in an attempt to still lower him into her bedroom. But he said something that was so hilarious. And I think I need to share it, but I can't share it without giving him credit. So he literally said that every time 
when he was younger and he would get caught up in that trap or the temptation to go into sexual immorality, he would always remember Joseph. And the first thing that would come to his mind is run, Joseph, run. Because that's exactly what the scripture said Joseph did. He ran away from her when she grabbed onto him. And the only thing left standing was his coat in her hands. So guys, I just want to today remind you before we even go into the fact that God does forgive because he, we know that he is a forgiving God. Whenever temptation comes your way, it doesn't matter what it is. Think of Joseph. And just like my pastor said, remember this run, Joseph, run, put your name in there. You don't have to be Joseph, but just remember to flee away from the temptation because the temptation itself is not sin. It is when you yield to the temptation. That is when you have sinned. So our word once again for today, because I kind of went off track, is there is hope he forgives. Now we're going to start off here by looking at 1 John 1 verse 9 to 10. And it reads, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just and when I say faithful and just, or when the scripture says faithful and just, it means God is true to his own nature and his promises, and he will forgive. Forgiveness means to abandon, to omit, to keep no longer. So God is saying that if you come before him and admit that you have sinned, if you confess your sins before him, once again, guys, not before man, we're not asking you to go around and confess every sin that you have committed before someone else. But we are asking, according to the word of God, that you go before your heavenly father when you have sinned, admit that you have sinned and God, he is true to his word and he will keep his promises and that sin he will omit. He will hold onto it no longer. That is the meaning of forgiveness. The scripture goes on to say he will cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness. That is our wrongdoings everything not in conformity with his will and his purpose. For if we say that we have not sinned, that is, if we refuse to admit the act of sinning, we make him out to be a liar by contradicting him and his word is not in us. Isaiah 55 verse 7 reads, Let the wicked leave behind his way and the unrighteous man leave behind his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Once again, guys, for the one that is wicked, 
Last week when we read about the people on the outside of the gates of heaven, we read about the one that was committing adultery and fornication and the one who was dealing in idolatry. But the word of God tells us here that if the wicked man leaves behind his ways, And if the unrighteous man leaves behind his thoughts, then, then he can return to the Lord and the Lord will have mercy on him and he will abundantly pardon. So if you find yourself living in a situation where you are living outside of God's will or his purpose for your life, I want you to understand I am not here to condemn anyone. I am here to tell the good news of the gospel. And the good news is though we are imperfect, God sent his only son to die on Calvary's cross that we may approach the throne of heaven in or imperfection, acknowledging our sins and our God is just to forgive us of those sins. He will remember them no more. So we will not have to be on the outside. Hebrews 10 verse 26 to 27. If we go on willingly and deliberately sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, There no longer remains a sacrifice to atone for our sins. That is no further offering to anticipate, but a kind of awful and terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire and burning wrath, which will consume the adversaries, those who put themselves in in opposition to God. Let's get this straight. You put yourself in opposition to God for God has already made a way for you to receive forgiveness for your sins. So when you go on sinning and rejecting that free gift of salvation that was given to you, then you put yourself in opposition to God. Jesus's death on Calvary's cross is the ultimate price that will pay for your sin. If then we reject that sacrifice, the only sacrifice that there is for our sins, then there is no further offering. There is nothing man can do. There is no sacrifice of an animal or any other form of sacrifice that can lead to forgiveness of your sins. So therefore, we must understand that the only way for us to receive eternal life beyond the gates of heaven, to be on the inside of those gates is for us to accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross for us, which starts with us believing for God so loved the world. We know this one. He sent his only son that whosoever would believe, believe. We start with believing. So we must believe and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess our sins for our God is just to pardon.
Matthew 12, verse 31 to 32, we know that our God forgives. We've been through this and there's so many other scriptures that tells us about the fact that God forgives, but I want to make it very clear. There is a sin that is not forgiven. And so we don't just want to keep talking about the fact that God forgives, God forgives and take it for granted that he does forgive because we will not continue to deliberately sin as we just read in Hebrews 10 verse 26 to 27. But I want you to understand as well that there is a sin that does not receive forgiveness. Matthew 12 verse 31 to 32. Therefore I say unto you, every sin and blasphemy. Blasphemy is every evil, abusive, injurious speaking or indignity against sacred things. These things will be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Now, when I read that, I, of course, wanted to understand just a little bit deeper. Why is it that they would point out or the scripture is pointing out the Holy Spirit? We know we we know God to be Father, Son and Holy Spirit. What is it about the Holy Spirit? Why is it that the scripture is pointing out the fact that if we sin against the Holy Spirit by speaking against him or blaspheming the Holy Spirit, there is no forgiveness for that. And as I started to research, I recognized something. We have a tendency as the body of Christ and also as the world to attribute the gifts and the the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit when he moves and performs miracles to other sources. And this is something that we do sometimes without even recognizing it. There was a time where everything that would go wrong, and by wrong, I simply mean everything that would go against the the way I wanted it to go, then I would start saying, this is the enemy. This has to be the devil. The devil is doing this. The devil is doing that. And we have a tendency to give the devil so much power and authority and making it seem as though every time things does not go according to our will, then it is the work of the enemy. Well, guys, Just like God had to wake me up out of my little slumber and make it very clear to me. I want to make something very clear to you. Because things are not going the way you planned them. Because things are not going according to your will. Because things are not happening in the time that you are expecting it to happen. It does not necessarily mean that the enemy is in opposition to that very thing that you are waiting for or in opposition to your own will. Because sometimes your will is for destruction and you don't even recognize it. So the truth of the matter is, the enemy doesn't want to stand in opposition to that. 
but the Lord God Almighty will stand in opposition to the things that he knows are not his will for your life and his will is for perfection for you. So very often when things do not work according to your will, or according to your plan, be very careful not to attribute all of that to the enemy. You have to remember that we serve a God who is working behind the scenes. So even when you do not see his hands at work, do not take it for granted that he isn't blocking things that will harm or cause danger to your present situation or to your future. So guys, let us keep that in mind. Let us not give what belongs to the Holy Spirit to the enemy. Let us not start attributing miracles done by the Holy Spirit to the enemy. That's another thing I very often see people do. If you do not have discernment on something that is currently happening right before your eyes, because you cannot explain it or you cannot understand Understand it, it does not mean it is the work of the enemy. Or God is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. So even when you do not understand what is happening, unless you are discerning that this is not of God, do not open your mouth and attribute that miracle to the work of the enemy. Father God, as we come before you in this moment, Lord God, we ask you for forgiveness, forgiveness of every sin that we have committed against you, Father God. We continue to ask us to have mercy upon us, Father God. As you draw the hearts of man close to you, Father God, we ask you right now to convict us of the places that we have gone astray, where we have been disobedient to your word, where we have been separated selfish father God where our desires have been to please ourselves and not to bring glory and honor to you we ask you this day father God just to continue to lead us to guide us to give us father God mercy that endures forever we ask you this day Lord God to heal the brokenhearted and continue father God to heal those that are sick even the ones hearing the sound of my voice Holy Spirit we ask you to move and to do miracles, signs, and wonders. Even now, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray as we thank you once more for all things. Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. This is Tony with an I, and I will see you next week, Tuesday, God's will at 9 a.m. Bye.